Welcome back to the official Atari Games podcast. This is Jason here, joined by, again, David Page. Hey, what's going on? How are you? He leads all our VCS efforts. Uh, we're joined by a couple of folks from the Sneaky Box side, because we are here to talk about Berserk Recharged. Gitas, lead designer on title. Welcome back, I should say. You were last year talking about yeah. Doom. And Matosh, lead artist. I don't want to say unsung hero, that doesn't sound right, but you are... You have been on Recharge Games since, what was the first one you did? Uh, I started with VRs. That was the first game that I was like whole process. Nice, good stuff. So that would mean Yars, Missile Command, Caverns of Mars, Quantum, and now Berserk. So literally half, that's five of 10 because Berserk is gonna be the 10th entry in the Recharge series. So thank you guys for joining. You wanna count? I, no, I, I, I trust Jason Math over David Math any day. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, thanks for joining, guys. Um, we're going to have some fun. We're going to play a little bit. But first, you know, I, I got to start with a little bit of news. Uh, I didn't write a script like I normally do, uh, even though those are usually pretty loose guidelines. Those scripted? Deal. No, absolutely not. Usually I have like a bit of notes, like, uh, you know, like the last episode. By the way, if you skipped the last episode because we weren't talking, you know, explicitly Atari stuff, you should check it out because we talked about uh, Alan Wake 2 with uh, mm -hmm. a with a recharged alum. And we talked about the, you know, the transition from recharge to AAA development with uh, Tadas, formerly of Sneaky Box. So that was a pretty fun episode. Check that out. Well, good one. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. And he has to tell the truth as well. Paige has to tell the truth. He can't lie. That's, That's right. It's written in his, in his contract. Yeah. And then the daily drugs that you forced me to take. <laughs> That's we're not supposed to talk about that here. Oh. So um, that's anyway, news wise. Here's what we got. Uh, we just we released last week Roller Coaster Tycoon Adventures Deluxe. You could get that on consoles. Now you get that on uh, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One and Series X and S. Uh, and if you're listening to this, then that means you can now buy Berserk Recharge. So do that. That's on all those platforms. In addition to uh, PC on Steam and Epic and Mac as well. And works great on the Steam Deck, by the way. And of course, the Atari VCS. So go check it out. Um, before we get into actually playing, we'll talk about all about the Berserk stuff. I like to uh, jump in with a warm-up question, a complete thing that's unrelated to anything that we're about to talk about, just to warm up, stretch the legs, as you will, right? And since we're talking about Berserk, I want to know one thing that makes you guys go Berserk. A pet peeve of sorts. Something that grinds your gears. Keith is thinking hard about it. Matosh, I don't know if you have an answer off the top of your head. I usually like to throw it to my guests, but you know, putting you guys on the spot for an unprepared question, as is the nature of this, is always difficult to do. So I'm going to do it to Paige. <laughs> okay. Um, Paige has a lot of has a lot of openings here because he has kids. I do. I do. This is a kid unrelated. I, you know what? You know what grinds my gears. Uh, you you are in a car, uh, you know, particular passenger uh, passenger seat, and you pull up to wherever it is you're going, and you open the car door, and it's and the curb is higher, and it scrapes the, the car door scrapes along that. I hate that. I hate that. That's a pet, that's a that's a minor pet peeve of mine. All right, that's a good one. That's a good one. We're looking at the screen. I'm gonna go uh, counterclockwise here. And uh, Matosh, what do you got? You got something for us? Could be anything. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Um, I think after I moved to Germany, I'm used to um, very fast packing, like the shoppings in the supermarkets, because cultures here are like extremely fast. 
and when I'm coming back to my country, I want to yell, yell on the cashier, let's do it faster. Like I'm, I'm all about efficiency now. As, as, as German heritage, my, my mother and, and the rest of that family is all German. I appreciate what you're saying. And it is so true. It is so true. Just being in New York, I could appreciate this because everywhere in the world moves slower than New York. That said, I, I can't find, I, I respect it. I respect the sentiment, but if I shared it, I would drive myself crazy. And I don't want to be that curmudgeon New York who goes down to the South and be like, speak faster. I don't want to be that. Uh, Gitas, what do you got? And it could be me, by the way. <laughs> Um, I have. To, I think I thought of two things, but I guess unrelated to games would be. It could be related to games. Whatever you want. Just the the overabundance of cars in major cities. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm very pro walking, and I just want more like pedestrian lifestyle to flourish in cities. So I don't know. I feel like people are buying too many cars. <laughs> buying too many cars that's good it's also a very environmentally friendly one um my so if i'm last i guess i gotta say i i just i'm gonna put this out in the world because then maybe somebody will call me out on it if i ever am guilty of this i my one my biggest pet peeve is when somebody's explaining something to you and you say i got it i understand and then either them or somebody else continues to explain that exact same thing instead of moving forward in a conversation. Mm, yeah. I got it. That's why I said the words I understand. <laughs> no, but if you, if you for some reason didn't really understand it, I have to keep going. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, it totally. Uh, that, when you put it like that, no, it's I, still rude, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. but, and, but as having, I have twins, they're both 11 years old, and my daughter says, I got it, and I know she doesn't get it. She's just telling me to shut up, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep explaining this. I'm going to keep explaining this. It's notwithstanding, you. as a grown-ass man. <laughs> yeah. Also, here's the thing. Would, if, someone, if someone says they got it, and then they do it again, then you got them, right? Yeah. Then yeah. you got them in the trap. Yeah. Right? So yeah. anyway, fun little icebreaker there. Uh, why don't, we're gonna let's jump over and uh, play some Berserk Recharge. Like I said, it'll be out by the time you hear this. Uh, so let's see. I'm gonna flip over this thing here. I'm gonna switch over to there, and then I'm gonna quit here. All right. So here we go. We got Berserk Recharge. Now before actually really getting into the game, Paige, I actually want to dish it to you. Yeah. Can you? Why don't you give us some history? Can you? Can you educate us? Why? Oh, okay. Why is Berserk? What is Berserk? Who? Who is Berserk? To whom is us, Berserk? Give us the lore. Give us the background. You are, I think you are the most versed of all of us to, to uh, you mean the oldest of us. No. Oh. Yeah. Maybe, but that's, that's not what I meant. Maybe. Uh, well, I mean, Berserk, uh, I mean, it's it's a great guy. Uh, 1981, if I'm not um, now, I don't have a script because I wasn't prepared for this question. But 1981, uh, Stern Electronics, who was mostly known for their pinball machines and still is known for uh, their pinball creations, uh, they they 
taking the cue from uh, uh, Space Invader craze and Pac-Man craze, dove into the crazy, wacky world of uh, of arcade cabinets, and Berserk uh, was, you know, was certainly their biggest hit. Um, and you know, I remember it being in the arcades uh, at that time, and just it was just it was different. Um, like a lot of the arcade machines back then, it was it, it was designed to be hard to get your quarters as quickly as humanly possible. And Berserk was never shy about that. Um, but I think one of the things that really captivated uh, you know a fan of video games was uh, the robot voices uh, and you know you know chicken you know fight like a robot and and those things. The, the taunting that no other game did the game taunted you and then continued to punish you um, uh, you know with those taunting voices and then that evil auto that that maniacal smiley face that is like oh look how happy a smiley face is coming for me as he pounds you into the ground um so yeah and then they had a sequel of a uh, frenzy which was not quite as successful as berserk but uh berserk is uh, a a very uh, beloved arcade uh, classic um i don't know if that was good enough uh, 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 complete enough history but that's that's a, that's a that's a quick thumbnail history i think that was awesome I think that was great. Thanks a lot. I really oh, appreciate it. So, based on that info, I think Gitas, you're the, you're the obvious next step here. With um, when approaching Berserk from a design, Berserk Recharge from a design standpoint, what was the. Well, mostly it was just what the game was at the time was pretty clear of like having a top down shoot em up. So naturally, we just looked at what do modern twin sticks are doing these days? What, like, what design philosophies we get for like having that perspective of like room-to-room combat? So I don't know. Just look at a bunch of primarily, I guess, Rolex because that's what I'm most familiar with, like Binding of Isaac and that sort of thing. Um, and just thinking about what we could do with the format. Honestly, one of the first things was immediately maybe like also related to art is that how we're going to dis- how we're going to present this game with a, with a modern look when the original was very like skewed of like okay we we're seeing these like humanoid enemies in perspective and then like all the walls are just flat cubes mm-hmm. so it just sort of that was like it. Berserk seemed like a, a natural thing to do for recharge, but that one question is posed like sort of a small risk in my head. How how is this gonna look? <laughs> we need yeah. to talk about this. Absolutely, and that was and that was a pretty long discussion um, yeah. as we started the process. So Matosh, I think that's a good point for you to jump in. Uh, uh, yeah, we when I was starting the research for Berserk, I saw that. It went to two different versions. Like I found board game when uh, main enemy is basically this buffed robot uh, who is like on the uh, cover art. And like in the original, we have this like goofy ball that is uh, chasing us around the map. And um, we were trying a different um, levels of how simplified the art should be because I think this is the first research series that have humanoids in there. Uh, which was quite challenging. Um, and yeah, I think uh, we, we were just balancing uh, simplification and uh, directness in the art. Cool stuff. 
You know, going back to that point you were making, uh, Geet, this year, said roguelike, right? And I think a lot of a lot of games today, like, you know, look at the roguelike structure. A lot of them are these kind of shooters or brawlers and this combat, things like that. But it's not really far removed from what the original game was. And in that sense, actually, I turned to Paige to say, like, you know, most games that were released back in the day, especially arcade games, they were all designed to kick you out to the beginning every time you lost to make you start again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is there really an example of a... <laughs> I mean, that was the point, right? It was just yeah. before that that denomination of saying, yeah, you are, you're a roguelite. It's like, no, you're an arcade game. And that's effectively what this is, right? Is there any... Can you think of any game, or, or better yet, I'd actually ask, like, how, how pure do you think? How, how close are we to keeping the spirit of these Oh, I, th I think you, you um, as a fan of Berserk, uh, if, when I first uh, played it, when I started to test it, it was like, oh, what is this? You know, because the, the twin stick, I, I immediately felt like this feels like, you know, more like Robotron, right? Um, with the twin stick on that. Um, but very quickly, that, that for me, that disappeared on that uh, just because of what... I think you've kept very nicely to the to the idea of you know of being pursued and being chased room to room, um, you know, with with Otto this menacing force that's coming at you, um, and so I think you've kept that. Now, again, being being a fan of Berserk, at first I was like, well, the walls aren't electrified, which was a big thing in that game. Good time every, to bring that up as I enter a room with an electrified Electrified, <laughs> right. And, and it took me, you know, at first I was like, well, why aren't these electrified? What, you know, why is there not an immense amount of robots coming at me? And one of the things I like is the diversity of enemies now. It's not just these these robots. It, 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 there's a little more logical sense in terms of you have these sentries, you have these uh, pursuers, and then you have the robots. But as you get better right, and, you, and you go on, I realized really you know, quickly the subtlety of the, of the, that Berserk Recharge is punishing you for surviving. Because as you go along, you start to then see the electrical uh, walls and the, the spaces are getting tighter. Because at first, you know, Evil Auto would be coming in and it's like, well, there's a lot of room here. I can dodge. I appreciate he's, he has to follow the walls as well. But then I realize, like right here, these walls are much tighter and that they're becoming electrified and Otto is moving faster and he's going through those. And it's like, okay, okay, this is, you know, we're going deeper into the planet or the, the facility or whatever, whatever your imagination's saying, what, you know, what this guy is going through, the deeper you go into it, the deeper you're in trouble. Uh, and I, I, I like the scaling of that. Uh, and I also like being punished, like an arcade game, being punished for, you know, that you have to start over again, you know, pop in your next quarter. Oh my God, Not, that was that was a pretty good run. Not uh, yeah. uh, minutes. All right, well I beat Sam. Sam's number thirteen. He's got to step his game up. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So you know we have, as usual with Recharge, we have uh, the arcade and the mission. So I was just playing the arcade, and there's and that is endless. I'll do one more round of arcade. Um, it's actually interesting to bring that up because one of the biggest differences, we talked about this, we had long conversations about this, but, um, about whether we have an ending or not to this game. You know, some of the recharge games, <laughs> yeah. like Gravatar was the first time we did it. Um, because it just seemed to make sense in that one. It's a more design experience. Right. Um, and then we had 
counter to Mars. Again, it makes sense. Mars is not endless. And we have an ending to, uh, let's see, uh, Yars, which is literally the hardest ending death against I'm not even close to that ending. Yeah. Um, but this one, yeah, I think, I, you know, just maybe you could talk about it. Like, what, what was the... Between respecting the differences between Yars and Frightened, like, are there some... What what restrictions, I think, because that's always one of the hardest things about the games, right? It's like, we have to... At some point, we have to stop to preserve the, the spirit of the original game. So what were some of the things that... What was it like walking that line between the two titles and then also, you know, modern games as well? <clears throat> yeah, um, pretty early on we, were, we told ourselves, yeah, we're gonna actually introduce the different wall types and not just electrify walls, just to have diversify things a bit. But yeah, it does like sort of push into that direction of frenzy. So I guess the balance here is to just not overuse those different environmental pieces too much. Keep it pretty plain and then maybe inject them into some rooms, but keep the focus mostly on the enemies themselves. To have a sort of better balance, I guess. Like... And then, I mean, one of the things, you know, when talking about keeping that traditional design, I remember all the different designs for uh, Auto, but Matosh maybe is worth speaking to, because I think Auto is such a, is such a presence. And anytime somebody, anytime I've heard about people talking berserk, they, they always bring up key art. But it's awesome. a very prominent part of, of the game. So, what is um, you want to talk about the design process of creating Auto for Berserk? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, at first, I didn't know how much detail it should be. I was experimenting with like robotic visuals that would fit uh, the rest of the enemy. Uh, but the, there is something very creepy about this like big smiley face that it's chasing you. And I think it's worked the best, like the simplicity of, uh, of, of this enemy who is like running away, uh, running around and trying to, to get you. Um, uh, and yeah, I, I really like this simplify emojis that are changing and reappearing uh, when he's getting closer to us, uh, which with the sound it makes very uh, alive and, and reactive for our uh, contact with him during the gameplay. There, there was really, I mean, they were awesome. Like, you, you had some really cool different designs for auto. Cool. I hope so. Yeah, there, there was one where it was like him inside of like a almost like a, a giant wheel, right? And like his face was on the was on the front of it. It was like almost, oh, really? yeah, yeah. We had a bunch of these crazy designs, but it's like you know, it, again, walking that. The, yeah. the hardest thing about recharge, I think, is trying to keep that that purity to an extent. Like the the mission is always. The game, it's the games as you remember them, like as as you think they were, not as they actually were. Like mm -hmm. you don't want to break that, you know. So the moment you put auto in like a big wheel or over design it, we'll say, and, and I don't mean that as a as a pejorative, I just mean that like, you know, you wanna see like really cool stuff, especially in modern day, but it was that simplicity of this giant smiley face. I think that's what it was. It was just the, the oddity of it all. To have this, you know, this um, yeah, what you, I'm trying to figure out this personified Vegas sphere bouncing towards <laughs> you. And, this, and that was the, by the way, 
This was before the Vegas Fear even opened. Is when yeah. we finalized. We, we created the idea. They yeah. just stole it. <laughs> if anything, we should be getting like, you know, we're, we're yeah. Like, yeah, anytime. Yeah, yeah, like totally, no doubt. Um, and yeah. Go ahead. like uh, making the design of auto look simple in just that circle wasn't really obvious at first. Like, we thought we had to change something up. Yeah. Because like, but we actually ended up just picking the option that's closest to the original, yeah. which is kind of great. Yeah. There's so many. How many rooms are in the game? Do you think? Ooh, and the exact number eludes me. Um, I think it's definitely over 150. I think. Yeah, that's right. In the arcade mode. Um, right. Yeah, because some are some because you have the assortment from the missions. Yes, uh, rooms from the missions are reused to some extent, but they are also a lot of them are modified to fit better because, well, there's several differences between missions and arcade, but in missions, we don't have all the doors open. So just because of that, in arcade, we have to have a bit more freedom than in missions. And then you also have, um, you've also added these consumable items. Like that's one of, I think this is the first time we really had that in a recharge game. So we have all the a lot of power-ups. So yeah. Maybe speak a little bit about the uh, power-ups themselves. Yeah, I mean, we live in different times. Uh, yeah. Even though we want to remake a fateful game. Hey, recharge. Uh, it's, got, it's not a recharge game without without uh, Kobe. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, real we, quick, we, I finally uh, got to this point. This is what I wanted to see. Uh, purple auto is the best auto, and <laughs> no one will tell me otherwise. Sure. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah, what was I? So, yeah, we just wanted to spruce things up with uh, consumables and power-ups just to make it a bit more dynamic more often. Because, you know, Berserk, it, every time you start, it, is, it plays out almost the same all the time. But sure, the layouts are different. You can encounter enemies at different parts of the room, but it was very static in its design. So this was just this was just a, a t an attempt to like flesh that, that out. There's my man smiling. <laughs> All in this glorious purple. Ah, it's oh. I, it was that was a good run. Yeah, I thought so. Let's see if I could I make it to the top. Nope. Oh, so close. I mean, the top is pretty far, actually. Yeah. Man. That's that's a that's a monster score. Now now go go to arcade and go to the and go to the options there. Because this is a big change from previous, uh, a hundred percent, hundred percent score. Uh, I, I'm, I'm as a fan of, of uh, as a big fan of uh, Gravitar Recharge. I'm kind of taking some umbrage over the plus two point five percent. What 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 happened there? Different designers. <laughs> different designers. Different designers. Different decisions. You know. Yeah, uh, I, I, I have a more score update uh, sometime in the future for a variety of games. <laughs> that is an interesting point. Well, I I did not touch the previous recharge games at all, yeah. so this is my first one. Okay. Um, and I thought like, okay, we're already talking about thousands of score points in any given run. Why just stop at two point five percent? Why not give them copious amounts of score? And the, uh, each of these modifiers does make the game harder quite a bit. Yeah, so I feel like it's it's worth it to give them play, play I, a little I, more. I go powerless and gravity. The Iron Man is a little too much for me at this moment. Yeah, yeah. 
So the funny thing about that, you know, you bring up- We want to make Ironman even harder, sorry. You bring up the score modifiers. Gravatar was probably the first, one of the, one of the first it's... recharge games that we were getting into. And I was like, I don't know if this game's hard enough. I think it's too easy. And then when it came okay. out, people are like, Gravatar is so hard. It's it re, it retains the spirit of the original, which is one of the hardest games ever. It's also yes. one of the hardest games ever. I'm like, whoa! So I was like, people are gonna finish this game immediately. Like, it's not that difficult. It's like if you have patience in that game, it's actually pretty easy and soothing and relaxing. The missions are another story, but the arcade mode yeah. is actually kind of. Uh, I've not finished the arcade mode on on uh, on Gravatar, but I finished all the missions. Thrust o'clock, but you know, um, but yeah, it's it, in terms of those modifiers and the extra points. Little on the stingy side there, yeah. you know, for going one uh, one hit. But uh, you know, and, and it's a stark contrast with you know. I don't want to go in too much into Gravatar, but Berserk is definitely a different uh, you know high score chasing. You have some difficult choices to make in terms of oh, I could get three hundred percent. Right by taking all the options, but you may not last very long, so you may not get a high score. But you know, can you avoid not using the dash? Which in the beginning, it's like you know, like in this in these rooms, avoiding auto is not a big deal. You don't need dash. I never touched the dash when I got into red, uh, and you know, the, a couple times I've graced the purple uh, enemy. I was like, oh, I need that dash. I need that dash big time. Yeah. And it's it's tough choices, and so having that that hundred percent really pushes you to to make some really uh, big decisions on on how you play that game. So, yeah, totally. um, important to say, like while talking about some of the differences and you know what makes this actually a recharge game, um, that dash you might have just seen me use it like it'll make you invulnerable for that period. So you know, dash right through. Uh, I didn't place that. Yeah. Yeah, we, we do give iframes for a bit. Um, yeah, it's a huge help. Uh, the um, yeah, some of the pickups will also help with that. So there's there's two there's two consumable items. One is uh, mine, and that mm -hmm. does exactly what it says. The other is, is the eradicator or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I only got that like twice, and I never understood what it did. Um. Oh, yeah, will get the details. Later. Oh, um, it uh, eliminates all projectiles on screen. Oh! Yeah. Initial idea was to just a screen wipe, but then, well, oh, it kind of makes stuff too easy. <laughs> okay, but but projectile, I didn't notice that. It was, it's... Yeah. Okay. It, the, the robots keep firing at you, and they no bullets come out for a bit, even that. Like, it has some sort of period of activation. Okay. So... So now I'm just going through some missions here just to show what that's like. Um, I love this icon. That's like, <laughs> probably have more. Is there? There's a unique icon for each of these missions now, isn't there? Yes. That's also interesting. That was, uh, that's fun. Yeah. This guy, look at this cute little guy. <laughs> How could that possibly harm you, huh? Yeah. So. Oh, it can. So there's something to point out about here. Something with the missions. Oh my god. Um, the <laughs> basically, whenever you start in a room, general tip: that little configurational wall on the left is actually showing you the layout of the mission itself. Yeah. Uh, so what? That's like a little tip there. So if you ever get lost and you're like, "Man, what, what do I need to do?" Then that'll be your, uh, your guide. Yeah, we never explicitly explained that in the game, but I did want to 
sort of put in that nod, to, like, okay, if you pay attention, you can sort of gauge what the mission is. Mm. Yeah. After going a few, through a few of them. Yeah. The, this one, I mean, this is, most of the missions have you, like, kind of navigating a predetermined maze. I mean, this is also predetermined, but it's not necessarily a maze, but it's a straight navigation. Yeah. Well, these are all scripted, so there's no randomization to these uh, whatsoever. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy the missions and that, that can you get through this gauntlet, you know, of yeah. that's laid out before you. I do also, I really like, I, first of all, I hate you for those laser walls as they <laughs> pop out and zap you. But I really like the subtlety of the glass walls where the, the, the sentries, the, the, the regular robots, don't give a damn and they'll just blast them out. But the, but the drones, they're like, oh, I can't pass, right? <laughs> Oh. No, you, you took too long. You took too long. <laughs> yeah, so here we go. So you see that kind of grid. So this is how, that's how this one's laid out. Never that up. Yeah, Look at that. Middle, so then I go to the top. Now. Yeah, I think um, that, that's one of the... It, like, but so do you find it like a difficult balancing act in actually translating this like a game that requires certain amounts of depth despite us trying to keep that original effect because that was also a that happened yeah sure like exploring different perspectives was a big part of the production uh, I remember at some point we were even trying 3D to just like make uh, production easier maybe uh, but yeah. it didn't fit well enough in the spirit of recharge so um, we, we passed this idea um, but yeah we, we had uh, quite uh, a road with like designing wall that will uh, appear in the in the level but they will not disturb the gameplay that was the, the most important thing that the walls will not uh, affect uh, our our gameplay. And I hope we did well with that. Yeah, and that's why there's like a transparency on everything. Yes, exactly. So you can always see what's uh, going on behind the wall. Because that was one of the big conversations, right? It was like, well, it's behind the wall, what happens? Yes, especially that we wanted to um, simulate the, the space between the, the player and the wall and not just make a very flat square that would block the way. Um, and yeah, but I I think we managed to, to show some perspective, and it's it was an interesting part of the process. So uh, <laughs> um, yeah, oh the thing with the dash, I don't know if you saw me do it prior, but one of the here's a here's another tip for you if you're watching, um, if you have it because you're invincible, bam, uh, you could like body slam those. Uh, if you have a, well, if you time it right, obviously, it's a little bit like that. Right, right. The, uh, the guys who home told you and explode, you can, uh, you can take them out with a dash. It's pretty useful. Cool. Yeah, those those drones, those guys can be tough, especially if you've got a room full of them and it's pretty open room and they all come zooming in at you and it's like, I yeah. can't spin and fire fast enough. Let's end, let's end the discussion about recharge with that. Well, I, I got one question, then I'll ask one more question. Um, favorite auto color? I obviously told you it's perfect, but, uh, so, and that's the right answer, but you know, the spirit of 
democracy or just, you know, generally. Yeah. Your own opinions. What do you think? Favorite option? I'm gonna go with red. Because that was the the default we had when we started, and sort of what all the designs were based around. You could thank uh, our president Ethan Zubek for that. He said auto is yellow, so I was like, all right, he's got yellow. <laughs> I don't know, Paige, you have a strong opinion. I, I always think of auto as yellow, I, you know, because that's the starting color of the of the enemies in the original. So I think of auto as yellow, and there's uh, something even more disturbing of this yellow happy face which is the traditional yellow happy face coming to pound you into the ground and so i i do prefer that uh, that yellow it's like you know it's what you were talking before about uh the the that that smiley face and all that it's it's like it's an evil clown there's something wrong with it right <laughs> and it, it just makes you feel uneasy so yellow happy sunshine smiley face that's out to kill you <laughs> so you're the artist you're the final word here uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling like this is the type of question. Uh, which child is your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> and there's always an answer, right, Paige? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, day to day is different. Uh, no doubt. <laughs> but but in this case, I'm I'm in the team purple. Hell yeah! Because it has also this like reddish tone on some enemies, which I really like, and it's. Oh, it's it just so pretty. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here. Purple's back. Um, cool. Anything else that you guys want people to know about uh, the game? Any tips? Any uh, anything? Any last word on Berserk Recharged? Uh, hmm. No, no tips. People have to figure things out by themselves. I'm just like I hope everyone that gets their hands on it has a great time. I think, that, I think everyone will. It's a really, really fun uh, a romp through robotic land. Yes. Um, cool. Well, then uh, let me see if I can finish this real quick. I can... Let's just kill it. We'll just kill it. And we're going to move on to uh, wrapping up here because we've been going for, for a little while now. So, all right. That's, uh, that's a bit of the game. Again, you know, I'll, I'll recap this at the end, but you can pick it up uh, now. So if that looked fun, uh, it is fun, I can tell you. And uh, it's, worth, it's worth it, so go get it. Uh, I like to always end these podcasts by talking about what we're playing, non-Atari or Atari-related, if that's actually what you're playing. So let's just talk about some games. Let's talk about some video games. Uh, Paige, why don't we start with you? Um, I got a few things on on uh, on deck because I can't decide on anything. So I've been playing Mario Wonder, uh, limping through uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom because I put it down for many, many months and, and I'm trying to pick it back up again. Uh, Diablo 3 on my Xbox 360. I just said, hey, I've owned it for many, many years. Let's actually play the damn thing. So, <laughs> And then I've been playing a lot of Berserk and a few other games that are in the pipeline. Right on. Mario Wonder, what are your thoughts? It's delightful. I mean, it doesn't. It, it and, and one level, it's it's like okay, it's another uh, well-made uh, platformer, Mario. You you come to expect that, but then the Wonder Seed just makes it just wondrous. Uh, it's it's goofy, it's fun, and I'm enjoying it. And it and it's and it from the parts I've gone through, it's pretty tight. So I I've really enjoyed it a lot. Awesome, good stuff. Uh, Matosh, what about you? Uh, so recently I'm going through my Steam library because I have like Library of Shame, the game I bought and didn't play. Uh, probably every 
Normal. Everybody has one. Uh, and I'm going through Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, I I, I, I gave this ga game a chance. I know that there was like some 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 glitches and stuff happening in the beginning when they released it, uh, but I I have the feeling that people roasted it too much, and, and it's a very nice game, as, especially as in fun of every Bioware game. So it's a nice the space. Negative Steam dog pile reviews. Those are those are the worst. I'd love yeah. to. Uh, I'd, I'd love to get back to that. It's it's been on my list, but too many things keep coming out and just yeah. but hey I, there's always hope to tackle backlogs like i i played through final fantasy 13 for the first time this year somehow <laughs> when there's a if there's a lull there's a way yeah yeah Gitas, what about you? uh yeah what, what haven't i been playing uh <laughs> this year is just insane I, I can't keep up this is the first year i can't keep up with games and i usually i don't blame you yeah i'm pretty, pretty on point with that yeah. Um, cu currently going through Alan Wake 2. Nice. That's magnificent. Um, but yeah, I also did my toes into Lies of P, didn't finish it. I also abandoned Baldur's Gate 3, even though I loved it. Ah, wow. Um, Platinum Spider-Man 2. Uh, what else? Oh, there's also a game called The Finals, which has just had its open beta for the past week, I guess. And that's very promising. promising. It's a competitive first-person shooter. Um, X battlefield people are making it. Um, oh, okay. that makes sense. Yeah, I've yeah. seen a lot of buzz around that. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really happy with that. Ho hopefully, it comes out soon. I want to play more. Nice. But yeah, I still need to finish up Alan Wake too. That's that game is amazing, to be honest. Yeah, totally. That's um, that's high on the list. Um, but my God, the the pile on of games is is crazy. Yes. So, um, I, I I'm eagerly anticipating. Like a Dragon Gaiden that comes out. Um, so as a result, between Spider-Man Two and that, I I have not started Alan Wake Two. Like I said, I would last week. I have to call myself out on that, but it is very high on the list. But my man Kiryu, he needs uh, he needs to take priorities. So I'm actually playing th uh, Jusant right now. That's on my list as well. And I want to try that. This is a is an absolute delight. I talked about Cocoon uh, a few a few episodes back, and that was amazing. I sat through and played that in one sitting. It had a th this is a, a in a year of spectacular releases. It's um, it's really cool to play a game that actually just is just an amazing game, like from start just like the playing it, the mechanics. You're like, oh, that's really cool. And this game does it in a way where you have a very simple climbing mechanic. That is um, where you actually control like your left and right hands as you're climbing things, and it's super intuitive and easy to use. It's not like trying to be those like a quap or uh, one of those kind of ridiculous games. Where it's like, oh, you're moving this limb, and you just kind of some goofy guy. No, um, but yeah, your your goal is just climbing this giant. Calling it a mountain is a little hard. It's just like this pillar of mass in the in the earth. It's crazy, um, and. The sense of scale is something I've never, I have never experienced that like mm -hmm. I have in this game. They capture it in a way where the first time you're hanging from a rope in like this giant open space and you see the horizons on one side and this enormous mountain on the other side. And like, I actually felt a small stomach drop <laughs> and it, like nice. I've never felt that before while playing a game. And I was like, this is, this is something special. So what's it called again? Jusant. Jusant. I, 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 
yeah, it's made by Don't Nod. Um, these guys put out uh, very interesting games. Uh, they did the original Life is Strange, I think. I think they also did. Uh, I, I think they did Vampire or Vampire. Are we supposed to say that? Uh, they they've done a lot of interesting things, but the uh, but this one is unlike anything they've done before, and it, it's something special. If you got Game Pass, it's on there, so I, I do recommend checking it out. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, but I also recommend checking out Berserk Recharge again. That's gonna come out. That's out now. So give them a beer. And where can you get that? You get that on Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X and S, PC through Steam and Epic, and Mac as well. Linux on Steam as well. And uh, so that means it runs great on the Steam Deck and the Atari VCS. Uh, you can get that now. Um, before we say goodbye, let's do uh, some quick where to find you. Uh, Gitas, where can people find you? On the streets of, of Connus wandering. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to give out my address. But. Well, no, don't do that. That's no. why I said the streets of Connors. I thought that was pretty vague. You can find me on the streets of New York. <laughs> I'm on the streets of D.C. There you go. And Matos is on the streets of Poland. Just Poland. Uh, yeah, I guess. Like, public social accounts, I probably don't really share that much. Then don't worry um, about it. I can always find me on LinkedIn. Well, my real name, Gidus Dabashinskis. If you could spell that. Yeah, if you can even even get a prize, you can try, I guess. Well done. Um, But yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us. Matosh, where can people find you? Uh, To be found. Yeah, I'm I'm hard to find. I'm always between Germany and Poland, so I'm just switching all the time. Uh, But in the internet, I'm also on LinkedIn and uh, and on our station. You can find me also with my name, so it's pretty simple. Mateusz <laughs> Kazimierczak. There you go. Yeah. We'll, put that, we'll put that in the description. Don't worry. You don't have to do any guesswork. Find him on Art Station. Support. support <laughs> yeah, that would be powerful. He, d- he does great work. So, uh, and thank you. Um, and thanks for joining us. Uh, Paige. Uh, you can find me trapped. You can find me trapped in this little box here. I'm on the VCS Discords. I'm on Atari Age forums. I have a small channel on twitch but i'm now streaming more atari games and things like that so uh you know there you go i'm i'm everywhere unfortunately you can easily find me most people want don't want to find me i'll tell you where else he is he's also on the atari discord the official atari discord and you should join that if you've made it this far that means you probably like us and what we do um or you like those those handsome fellows over there um but either way you should uh you should Click that link in the description and join our Discord if you haven't already and give us some feedback. I, I called for questions this week. There weren't many that were actually useful. Let me take a quick look here, actually. I didn't actually jump to those. I, but I looked, and I was like, eh, somebody asked about uh, achievements. They just came out today. Someone was asking stuff about Digital Eclipse. Uh, we'll save the – I don't think I should comfortably speak to that. Does Berserk continue the trend? Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Let's end with this one um, to show that I do read these questions because all the others are irrelevant. Um, Gitas, what's the band for the Berserk achievements? Oh, okay. Uh, for this, I picked Rolling Stones, actually. Nice. So there you go. <laughs> that was a question by... I'll just scroll down to, before I could pick it up. That was asked by Nod Toast. Nod Toast, thanks for the question. No Nod Toast. Hey, Nod Toast. Send us up there. Give us some feedback on the podcast channel. And uh, you can find me uh, on X, formerly Twitter, at Jays of Doom. 
Um, always appreciate any feedback on the podcast. I also read all the comments on the YouTube videos. So I like the positivity. Keep it coming. Tell your friends. Subscribe on iTunes. Rate us if you can. That would be much appreciated. Yeah. And until next time, thanks for watching. Thanks. Have fun with everything you're playing out there, but play Berserk. Yeah, do that. Bye, guys. No, thank you for having us.